Once upon a time in a magical land of make-believe and mystery, there were two girls who dreamed that one day the stories they read in books would come to life. They often wondered what it would be like to see characters from those books live in their world and even interact with characters from other books. Those dreams have come true, and those girls are now grown, but their imaginations are still filled with the magic of childhood, and every week they like to take an adventure beyond Storybrooke. Welcome to Beyond Storybrooke. I'm Trina. And I'm Addie. And we are your hosts from beyondstorybrooke.com. We're here to discuss episode 9 of Once Upon a Time called Fall, which aired November 30th. Now, before we get into this episode, let's talk real quick about last episode, Smash the Mirror. There's some feedback that we got after the fact, and I want to just touch on some of the points that Chris made uh, that we didn't make last episode. Okay, so this was the episode that was two hours long, right? Right. So much happened, so... You know what? We don't feel bad for covering this episode once again. A lot happened. And after a two-week break, about a two-week break, uh, it deserves to have some more mentions. And Chris, thank you so much for being the one to take the lead. Yes, Chris, you gave us a lot of feedback uh, from for Smash the Mirror and also for Fall. But let's get into Smash the Mirror really quick. Some of the stuff that you brought up that we didn't really talk about on the show. One, you thought that that episode... Smash the mirror. You had mixed feelings about it, which I could see why. Um, mm-hmm. You thought Emma's plot was kind of weak. Like one line from the Snow Queen and she goes berserk and wants to lose her magic. I don't. Do you think it's. Uh, how do you feel about that? Because I, I feel it's just been a buildup. Of trying to keep her cool, trying to stay focused. And here is this person coming in and out of her life and she just wants answers, and all of these things are starting to hit her hard. Well, I could see where he's coming from, because it's true. Like, one line pretty much set her off. <laughs> I mean, all this, all throughout the season, she's been struggling with her magic, trying to control it, trying to use it. And, you know, like he said, one line, and she goes crazy. Not really crazy, but, you know, to the point where I got to get rid of it. It's out of control. She didn't you- give it a try. Well, that, that kind of puts the spotlight on everybody then because everybody's temperamental for the most part. You have the evil queen, you tell her one thing and she's blown up about, you know, X, Y, Z. And same thing with uh, the Snow Queen. She's she's raging. Well, I, the Snow Queen's a bit different <laughs> after yeah. being bottled up for so many years and, and really plotting her revenge. Remember, yeah, she yeah. waited for a long time to finally find Emma. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. All right, so the next thing uh, Chris brings up is Robin and Regina and pretty much how disgusted he is with Robin because he's supposed to be a man of honor and here he is, you know, getting on with Regina while his wife is frozen. Yeah, I kind of feel bad for her. (laughs) I mean, she doesn't deserve that. Um, But again, I think it's destiny that she's meant to die and that's all in question. We're going to dive into that a little bit later. But yep. yep, other stuff too is uh, the fro the whole Frozen storyline. How Chris didn't really like that Anna turned on Elsa mm-hmm. and was the one who actually captured her in in the urn. Yes, she was under you know the spell of Shattered Sight, but you know that kind of was um, 
A shocker. A shocker. Okay. Yeah. And I have to agree with him. The actress who plays Anna, and you and I have talked about this too. Mm -hmm. She's perfect for that role. You can't picture anybody else but her to play that role. Yeah. I I like her character. I think she plays Anna in the best form possible. Mm -hmm. I think even friendlier and more realistic than the actual movie, which, you know, you can't put too much pressure on the movie either. It is what it is. I think she comes close. I think she comes close to the yeah. character in the movie. I mean, if she was a real life person, I think it's pretty spot on. Yeah. Another thing too is uh, Regina finally realizes in that episode that it's the choices that she makes that affects her future, not an actual author, right? Mm-hmm. So what does that do to Operation Mongoose? You know, here they are trying to find the author, but in reality, it's what she does that affects her fate. It's kind of like that corny uh, quote, (laughs) you're the author of your own book, write the (laughs) next page. I think that's what Regina needs. She needs that little plaque in her office or in her wallet that kind of reminds her, hey, destiny's really, not destiny, but for the most part, our future's up to us. But the unique part to all of this is that they're so used to that there's a history behind everything that's been done and is done to them. And you have somebody like the Snow Queen, who really, they have no clue who she is, but there's a huge backstory to where she comes from and how she's going to affect them. So I think that's where Regina kind of believes like, well, there's still a chance to change it because this is our normal life. Us having the power to change our future, come on. I think that's her thinking. Uh, That's true. But you do, well, let's remember too that there is another page, a duplicate page. So Mm -hmm. is there another book? Yeah, what happened? You know, and it kind of goes along the lines too. If whatever you're doing, does it affect? Do you think that book was left in the previously to the curse? The book with her happy ending with the, Mm -hmm. that page, that page 13, I think it was. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) I just thought about that. Yeah. It could have been there before. Before she even put the curse and sent everybody to Storybrooke. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Ah. Maybe she... Good, good theory. Good thought. I like yeah. that. I, I didn't think about that. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Another thing. So Rumple, and you see in the last episode of Fall 2, he's full-blown embraced his dark side. We get that already. He's He's not really flip-flopping anymore. And we see that he's finally just chosen his dark side. Which, since he's on this mission to get, you know, the sorcerer's hat in full-blown magic mode so that he can do whatever he wants to do with it and get rid of his, you know, get rid of the control of the dagger. Any, I think anytime he has a goal in mind or something he wants to do, right? No matter what, whatever gets in his way, he's just going to take out any obstacle. Yeah, he's a guy who's very determined. You're, you're talking about the Rumpelstiltskin who he's he's used to that no one gets in his way of what he wants. Not even Regina, not even the Snow Queen, which the Snow Queen has been bringing up a lot of questions for me. I think she's the only person so far that she he's willing to make deals with and really put up with her, I don't know, magic uh, fits, so so yeah. to speak. Because even with Regina, he would pretty much say, you know, get out of my way, I don't care what you have or he really didn't care for Regina. Cause I think that whole thing, well, I taught you and I, I taught you to, to be who you are now, but the snow queen 
from what we've seen so far, is a person he's willing to make deals with, kind of keep his distance, mm-hmm. and be able to kind of see each other eye to eye on certain things. Do you, do you get that too, or am I alone on that? No, no, I get that. And I think it's because they have leverage on one another. At any time, they can use the leverage they have to get what they want from each other. And I think he has that understanding that she's got something. She's got that understanding that he's got something. So I think that's why they're kind of at, like you're saying, neck equal. Neck to neck about yeah, it. Neck yeah. to neck, equal parts. Speaking of Rumple, Chris hopes he doesn't kill Hook because Emma deserves Hook. Yeah, she does deserve She does deserve love, love, yeah. And I do I do like Hook for her. Some people don't really like them together, but... I think she finally deserves to be loved. Uh, you've seen with Neil, he wasn't really there for her. He actually left her, right? From right. what I remember. Right. And here she has a guy willing to be with her, stand by her side. And after everything she's been through, years of this craziness of this new life, her parents and figuring herself out, pretty much having the carpet ripped from under her. You know, she's she needs to have Emma time, I think. That's the way I see it. <laughs> she needs to be she needs to deserve that love, just like everybody else. Everybody else is happy, everybody else is cuddling, has their family. And then Emma just has, you know, Henry, which she has to share. So oh, yeah. she needs somebody just to call her own. Oh yeah, I agree. But it's Hook the guy. I think so. I like, I like them together. Yeah. Look, a couple of theories that Chris has too, and he brought up in his feedback. One was maybe they're building up Rumpel's evil so that he can turn 180 degrees and save everybody from Ingrid. Oh. I think that's a stretch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can see that happening, but it's kind of a stretch. Good theory, though. I, I always like to see when somebody's pretty villainous or pretty evil mm-hmm. that there's some kind of good and they'll turn back. So I can see the possibility of that, but I think he's hell-bent on getting what he wants, that he doesn't care about everybody else. Agreed. Another theory, too, is that maybe the Snow Queen had Grand Pabby in Storybrooke, which made her able to erase memories, but that was kind of thrown out the window. Yeah. 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 Because she's able to do it on her own, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm with, I don't know about you, but I'm with maybe Chris and some other people out there. I want to see who the actual sorcerer is. You know, I guess there's a theory out there that maybe the apprentice is the sorcerer, but could he really get sucked up into his own hat? You know, I'm I'm actually going to make a note for that right now because I want to discuss the hat in depth uh, a little later because mm-hmm. I think it will tie into other things that happen. Keep that thought like lingering. The hat. Yeah, the hat. Because uh, it, it kind of plays key to a couple of things and a couple of questions that I have. That maybe, I don't know, I'd like to get other people's theories on it and see what they think. So, gotta hold my tongue on that one. <laughs> All right. I think that wraps it up for Smash the Mirror. And now, it's time for our weekly recap. In the last episode, in fall, the spell of Shadow Sight begins and it unfreezes everyone, including Anna, Kristoff, Hans and his posse, and even Marion. After 30 years of being frozen, Han still wants to take over Arndale, but Anna and Kristoff escape to find a wishing star Blackbeard has. When they find Blackbeard, Hans and his posse are already there to stop Anna and Kristoff, who are thrown overboard in a trunk. Meanwhile, in Storybrooke, the fairies are trying to make a counterspell to stop the spell of Shattered Sight, 
but are interrupted by Hook, who is forced by Rumple to capture the fairies in the sorcerer's hat. Anna and Krista find a way to escape and are washed ashore to where Emma and Elsa are. The sisters are reunited, but their happy reunion is cut short as the spell of Shatter Sight is about to hit Storybrooke. Since no counter spell was created, everyone takes precaution and waits for the spell to hit. Now that is one episode that I think in whole was a game changer, but where should we start? Oh, let's start with Belle. We had more feedback from Chris regarding fall. And in this episode, I think you, he, I agree that this was, like you said, a game changer and one of the best episodes of the season. And he, Chris gives it five out of five golden blackbeards. (laughs) (laughs) Can can we take one moment because of that? And you brought this up, Trina, and I had no answer for it. Because just like you, we're fairly new to producing this podcast for Oncers. And one thing that's kind of, we've seen a trend. So we, I think Justina, Chris, and somebody else, um, I'm not sure who else. There's one more person, I think. They would rate the episode and then say like uh, something Mag- fairies or, or magic. magical fireworks. Magical fireworks or, you know, like this one, golden blackbeards. So if you can share with us, like, what's the history behind that? And how did it get started? How are we uh, supposed to base the the rating on some, like in this case, can I say uh, that was a three out of five snowflakes? <laughs> like, did I get that right? Did I get it yeah. wrong? So uh, I, I, I want to I be in the know, you know? Yeah, I wanna... So any hardcore oncer out there? Want to let us know. And is there like a set, you know, weekly or episode of how many stars or it's out of, whether it be Blackbeards or. Yeah. Does someone kind of create the trend like on Twitter or something and say, okay, this episode is Blackbeards. Yeah. Maybe I need to get more into the know and find out what that is. Yeah, Let us in, man. Let us in. (laughs) We want to be cool kids too. Right. (laughs) But yeah, this episode, I mean. Chris says it, it blows him away, blows me away. And so let's start with some of the feedback that he presented. And first, we went, you know, the top five. He rates it top five. So let's start with number five. And we could discuss Belle. She needs to find out already the truth about Rumpel. She's so blindsided. I'm like, why do you trust this guy? I think she has an inkling to, that something's going on. I think, isn't Belle that character when she has, like, she runs on her intuition? Isn't that yeah. Belle? I, I think she does see it. And there, there's actually a scene where she looks at Rumple a little odd, like, what are mm-hmm. you up to? And that's when he tells her, go in here. I'm going to go back to, um, I think they're, they were going back to the diner. He's pretty much saying, stay here until I get back. We'll go, we'll leave together. Don't worry. And she kind of looked at him weird, but said, you know what? In this time, I, I just trust him. I think she just trusts him too much and takes the lead on that. It's the love. It's blind. She's blind. Yeah. She's blinded by love. Do you, do you think she's going to find out anytime soon? Uh, well, the finale is going to be coming up. So maybe at that point, and that'll be maybe a cliffhanger. Poor Belle. Yeah. But in this episode, she is useful again in the sense that she brings all the fairies together and they're trying to make a counter spell, right? So mm-hmm. she's always that type of character that's kind of in the background yeah. Not really. And I think in the last few episodes, she's kind of come to the foreground just a little bit. And I think with her history with Anna. She kind of backed right? off. Have you noticed, though, she backed off a lot on the whole investigation and search of Anna. And I kind of felt 
and I'm pro- I don't want to, I don't know, because, <laughs> okay, I'll bring it up on, on this, that I honestly don't see a lot of negative on how the writers and the creators have been doing with this episode or the season. And there's apparently a lot of backlash and a lot of indifferences about that it's a bad, it's, it's you know, stuttering a lot because it's kind of confusing and kind of tough to discuss because I, I don't want to say... I don't want to contribute to the negativity that's out there, but you have a lot of the crowd saying, well, this season sucks. The writers are, you know, really giving us nothing. It's going nowhere. And then you have those paying too much attention to the little details because Frozen's in the mix. And if it was really tied to Frozen, it should have been this way, that way. And then, you know, I don't know. There's just a lot of negativity surrounding the storytelling, surrounding how everything's done. So I just want to be cautious there and and say that the only thing that's kind of caught my attention was you have Belle in one episode. They take us back to the history of, you know, this is how Belle Belle comes into the story mix. This is how she's involved with Anna. And now she's going to give it her all, even to the point where she takes the trust that she's built with Rumpel and use his own dagger against him. And then the next episode, it's like, oh, yeah, Belle's back to her normal self with <laughs> Rumpel. So it's like, you can't turn up the notch too high and then bring it back down. And, oh, okay, bring her back two episodes later and she's helping with the fairies. I just, right. I just see that as like, okay, extreme and then nothing. Am, am I alone yeah. in that? No, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they kind of, you know, they bring her up and then they put her in the background. And they bring her back up again. And I was really happy that they were using more of Belle. I think a lot of people, uh, I think that was one of the episodes a lot of people liked because they got to see Belle. They got to see more of her. They brought her to the front. I think Chris even said, yay, finally, they bring her into yeah. the mix. I know she was doing a movie, I guess, behind scenes in her own time, but now she's back on the show. And I'm going off a rant, but <laughs> I just I just thought I'd bring that up because now you have Belle. Yes, she's kind of uh, being played by Rumple, but I think that the creators, um, they put her on the front of the story and then just took her way back again. Do you think she's a weaker character in the sense that she's not strong, maybe magically, which is why they put but her in the background? she has powers, doesn't she? Does she? I believe she has power. She's able to uh, see like things. Like potions and... Uh, I think so. From what I... Re- I may be getting her mixed up with somebody else, but from what I remember, she's able to look into the past or, or find something. She creates things together. Uh, You're not talking about the locator spell, are you? Not the locator no. spell. Um, I'll look into it. But I know that there is something that Belle's able to incorporate some type of powers and is she a weak person so far yes i would say she's played very weak she's more of a follower than a leader right that that i get that i get and i think it's only because she's in love with rumple and hiding behind him not really hiding but staying by his side mm-hmm. and not care not not that she's not caring about anything else, but you know that's why she is kind of in the background. She's on Rumple's side. She's always been there for him, right? So, well, speaking of Rumple, let's go into his dynamic with Hook. Oh man! Now, 
Chris writes, Rumple is the most evil he has ever been. Any redemption he had is completely gone. What he's doing to Hook is deplorable. Belle seriously needs to find him out now. I wonder if Blue is really gone. I thought she would get away and she may have since we didn't see her get completely sucked up. I'm going to touch up on that real quick because I I agree. I didn't catch that. Right? We didn't see her get sucked into that hat. She did get sucked in. We saw her get sucked in? Yeah. She, he, that's the last... Oh, that's right. That's the last fairy that you see her hiding behind the counter and she's holding her breath and we're all nervous for her. And then I think she makes one small move and their hook is there. And I think he even says, I'm sorry. And then oh, takes her in. And then that's when he feels so bad. Like he leaves and you can just feel his... You just remorse. Feel, yeah, the remorse and the sorrow in his heart after that happens. Did you think at one point maybe he was going to back out of that plan? Like maybe he had a change of heart? I kind of had that feeling because he was struggling with it. We already know that. But Hook is a guy who won't uh, give up and he won't really die at the hands of Rumple. After yeah. so much history that they have, that is the last person that he's going right. to die under. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. I-, I knew he was going to go through with it and I feel so bad. Poor, you know, they don't deserve it. And he doesn't deserve it. I know, because and really, if you think about it, was Hook really that evil? In his days, he was. In his days, yeah, pirate days, yes. He's, and yeah, I guess, yeah, he is. He stole Rumpel's wife. We see earlier the black, uh, what, what's his name? The Blackbeard. Blackbeard, yeah. He's equivalent to, that's that's a perfect example of who Hook used to be. He used to be this, this real mean captain guy on just kind of getting his way, robbing people and doing what he needed to do. Selfish. Do you want to bring up the hat now? Because I kind of want to mention a little bit about the hat. Like, we don't know what ha- what happens in that hat. We don't really know. They get sucked in. Where do they go? Are they just trapped in there? That's my question. Is that enough magic? Th- that's them? pretty much why I wanted to elaborate more on the hat. And that's not on our storyboard to to discuss. But now it is because that is a big question. Do they die and they're forever uh, forgotten? And Because we know that, okay... The magic hat takes away their powers, but hey, guess what? They also go with the power. They turn, the last thing we see is like they kind of turn into some dust and go into the hat. Is it the black hole where they just get sucked in and then they're all waiting in a different dimension? Imagine if they just all collectively put their powers together to get out of that hat. I mean, is that even possible? Ooh. But I think that's what the hat is, is that when you put it on... You have all their powers, right? That's right. So that's why he's collecting Supposedly, it. Supposedly, that's right, yeah. To amplify that power, and which is why he wanted Emma's, because she has She's, very power, yep. a really powerful stuff, magic. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's my big question. Like, do they die? Is this the last of the fairies? That's really sad. The sorcerer. It's never the last of the fairies. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, the sorcerer, who is. Who is the damn sorcerer? I think he plays an important part too much for him to just disappear like that. Yeah, there's no way. The apprentice couldn't be the sorcerer that got sucked into his own hat. I don't think so. There has to be somebody else. And I can't wait till they bring that character out. Like, who is the guy? I think we're going to hear more about him as the hat continues to exist. Mm -hmm. Do you think Rumpel, do you agree with Chris that Rumpel is, he's too far gone? He can't come back? No. 
this is what Bell sees in him, that he, there is a good guy behind that. He does have good intentions, and he kind of goes about it the wrong way because he gets lost in it. But I, I think <laughs> I, I'd have to take Bell's side on that, that it's, there's hope for him. <laughs> Not like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You have, well, you see it in front of us. Hook was a really bad guy. Look at him now. Right. Regina. But do, you think, do you think, though, that Belle, I don't want to say is biased. Obviously, she loves him. But Belle sees the good because he's only good to her. I know he loves his grandson, Henry. Yeah, but even that, well. he was kind of a little, he's had a couple hidden agendas with Henry. One thing, though, because he, he even says it, Rumpel says it in this episode, me always wins. Yeah. So whatever he wants, if he had to pick, and I think he kind of alludes to it, too. If he had to pick between him and Belle, me always wins. Yeah. Hmm. But this is something that I brought up in the past. I think it depends on what, what side of the bed he wakes up on is because <laughs> yeah. for a good while he was saying, I will make the sacrifices I need to make for those that I love. And I even kind of said, what is going to happen to him? Because they keep bringing that up. I'm willing to sacrifice for those that I love. I'm willing to sacrifice for those that I love. He kept saying it throughout episodes in the past, especially the beginning of this season. What exactly is going to happen to Rumple? I'm thinking there will be a big game changer where Rumple will have to give up on his master plan. Oh, and I think the only way, oh, yeah, he, the, maybe the only way that he would give up that plan is if Bell was in danger. Yeah. It, mm, I like that. That can be it. Because mm -hmm. he really has nobody else. Just her. I mean, there's Henry, but they're not even that close. And that's something that uh, he kind of brings up to the S Snow Queen. That under his spell, under under her spell, the deal must be that him... Belle and Henry are able to escape. Only them three. So he makes sure, again, those that he loves. And, and it's so sad because I think somebody, uh, he said, well, oh, who was it that said, well, what about the others? I don't have time for the others. I think Hook asked him that. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah that was the guy. He said, I don't, I don't have time for them. <laughs> and it's so sad. After everything. I think with Hook, or I'm sorry, with Rumpel, it's about who he loves and then his bloodline. I think because he sees a lot of Neil in him. Right. That, you know, naive, hope, and young. <laughs> Again, remember, he didn't, he didn't see Neil for the duration of when he was growing up. He just disappeared because he turned his back on his kid. So right. I think he's trying to make up for that with Henry. Oh, I could see that. That's right. He did give up on his kid and turned his back. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's get into this spell, the spell of shattered sight. Everybody's prepping for it. They tried to get a counter spell going, but that didn't work. Why didn't it work? <laughs> the counter spell? Yeah. Well, the fairies got sucked in before they can make one. And then remember, Elsa tricked them with the wishing star. Was I the only one that I kept screaming at the TV? And <laughs> I'm laughing because it's one of those moments you're like, damn it, hurry up. 
I know she's taking her time. So that's another thing. This episode had like two two characters making major decisions, right? right. Hook and the hat. Is he going to go through with it? And then here you have Elsa. Should I again? It was should I save the town or mm-hmm. save my sister? And here she is thinking, and everybody's like, "Come on, you got to think faster because you got all these people here." <laughs> And she's taking her sweet time. <laughs> she's taking her whole sweet time during this. This is while this is all happening. And then again, when they're on the sand and she's there trying to look, and then she keeps, you know, talking and talking. It's like hurry up already, just quickly. And I and I think uh, I, I was like, "Amen, sister." When uh, Emma, not not Emma, yeah, Emma is like, you know, we just kind of have to. You have to be a little quicker with this. <laughs> And I started laughing. I was like, yeah. yes, You're like, hurry, yeah, hurry up. up. Yeah. Well, I, I think it was a mixture of both. The whole the right. fairies. And then you have Anna or Elsa taking her sweet, sweet, peaceful time. So I want, I like this scene though with Regina and Snow and Emma and, and Charming and David and David where Regina pretty much tells, and I want to say her lines in this episode were awesome. They were pretty funny and on point. I was like, yeah. wow. Well, very witty. Very witty. And she tells them, you guys are more than heroes. You're leaders. So tell her to, she pretty much said, tell her to give up the thing because we've got to save the, the whole town versus one person, one versus many. But how do you feel about that? I felt that, I don't know if this makes me a selfish person, but I think that's nobody's choice but hers to make. Because that's her and her sister. That's her sister's thing. That's her. Her whole mission was to be there for her sister. And it's like, oh, who are you to make this decision for me? <laughs> You're killing my sister. Or at least that chance to meet my sister. Right. No, I understand that. I get that. But I think that's funny you say that now because she's was torn and taken forever to make a decision. <laughs> so you want to rush her to make the decision one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. In that point, I was kind of upset at Regina, and I even wrote it down uh, in my notes. Regina is forcing a decision that is not hers to make. That's true. I agree, right? Because you have Elsa wanting to find her sister, but you have a whole population that is going to be hit by a spell. Yeah. And maybe I am selfish like you. Like, you would go for, you know, that's your sister. You want to find her. So you can see why she tricked them into pretending to give it. And I love the line that Regina says, too. It's like, oh, I should have known better than to trust the blonde, another blonde. <laughs> What's up like, with wow. that? Like, is there a lot of hate on the show with blondes versus brunettes? No. I Well, because Emma's a blonde, right? So it's like, I should have yeah. known better than to trust her. We should probably do a brunette versus or a brunette to uh, blonde ratio. On the show? <laughs> Man, there's all sorts of... Okay, maybe when we do the family tree, we kind of put like uh, BL for blonde and then brunette, BR for brunette or something like that. All right, okay. let's keep going. So with this spell, though, I thought, okay, here's the funny part. You know, they're waiting for this spell to hit. It comes down. It's, you know, sun, what, sunset or whatever. And why is everybody looking up waiting for it to hit their eyes i'm like and what happens if you just closed your eyes yeah. I, that's what my thought i thought it was kind of silly like you know let's they're just looking it. okay let's don't wait blink. for it don't blink let's look at it so what happens if you don't look at it or you you know put your head down 
That was my yeah. thing. Like, if you closed your eyes or didn't look at it, would you still be hit by the spell? I, I'm supposing you would. Like, is it airborne and you inhale it and it still takes an effect? Um, the may- the way they made it seem was like, it has to hit your eyes. Because <laughs> when it does, so everybody you can see everybody. Kept their eyes open. And everybody kept their eyes open, looking up and waiting. I'm like, I was thinking to myself, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, there's no counter spell, but, you know. Close your eyes. Close your eyes, see what happens. Maybe that's just me talking realistic because this is, you know, magical land. Yeah. It's magic, so. But I thought that was funny, too. And then just a couple, of, you, you see everybody prepare, right? We have Regina blocking Henry up mm-hmm. in the uh, the mayor's office. Mm-hmm. What was the mayor's office? Which I thought when I saw it, I was like, wasn't Marion there? And yeah. if she, you know, if she, uh, if the spells hit and everybody became unfrozen, where was she? Not well. They did bring it up. He did say, you know, I. Um, They're locked away. Him, her, and Roland are locked away somewhere. But, but we didn't see her. No, well, that's not my point. The point is, isn't the second you touch the body, it's gonna disintegrate. It's gonna break. No, remember because the spell of shattered sight was activated, everybody became unfrozen. Who was frozen? That's how Anna. And Kristoff and Hans became oh, unfrozen. So that meant Marion became what? unfrozen, but they never showed her. How it was just like a line at the end when Regina but, was dropping off Henry say, and Robin was telling her, well, Roland and Marion are locked away. They're fine. They're safe. We're like, oh, we didn't even see her. You know, I, the, that whole thing, like it made sense to me that that happened because then we have Anna and Kristoff unfrozen. I just, that didn't occur to me until now. <laughs> What the? I was like, what happened? They, sh- they should have shown that. Oh, geez. Wow. Okay. I just thought that was funny. But so you have Henry in the mayor's office and mm-hmm. Regina casts a spell on that. And then you have uh, Snow and Charming. Locking themselves up in the jail. Right? Yeah. And then you already know that Bell's and I think that's the library they were at mm-hmm. or the his shop. the li- I forget which one. Gold shop. Gold shop I or library. He, it was gold shop. Yeah. I think he takes her back to the the pawn shop and so the last one of the last things too that we see before the spell hits is uh hook and emma's exchange you know hook kind of it was kind of sad it was sad you know you you know he we see her tearing up and he gives he has this weight on his shoulders of what he just did and gives her a kiss that was their chance at saving but he had to take their powers do you think that because they have that little, they share that last kiss, you know, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Emma kind of looked at him where like something's different about that kiss. Did you catch that? Or is that just me? I think that happened last episode too, because his heart's not there anymore. That's right. So I, I think that's, I think that's what they're trying to really, um, that's the message behind those exchanges that she's starting to see, hey, you know, for the last couple of times that we've kissed, you're, it doesn't feel like, what's yeah. his name, Gideon? Gideon, yeah. No, not Gideon. Killian. Killian. <laughs> Gideon. <laughs> Get him mixed up. Okay, Killian. This music reminds me of Rumpelstiltskin. Like, Rumpelstiltskin could be walking in the room right now. But we want to take this time to let you know that Beyond Storybrook is brought to you by GoldenSparrowMedia.com. And if you really like the show and want the show to keep on going, you can support us by heading over to BeyondStorybrook.com. And there on your left-hand side, just click on Patreon. 
Once again, Beyond Storybrooke is brought to you by goldenspiralmedia.com. All right, so let's get into the Krana story. Christoph and Anna. Krana? Krana. Krana? Krana story? Who came up with that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't sound good. I just like Anna and Christoph. First of all, that's a pretty cool name. I'm wondering where they came up came up with that name, but Chris Krana? Sounds like Parana. Krana. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. Well, Chris puts it in his feedback. Oh. Like, as his number one thing <laughs> of this episode was the Krana story. Krana. I'm a Parana. <laughs> but he writes, so much I loved about this, about them. One of my favorite storylines in a long time, mainly because of Anna, Elizabeth Lale has nailed it. I can't even watch Frozen anymore without seeing her as Anna. She had so many awesome lines, mainly, holy cats, that's cold. Cool to see Blackbeard again. I assume Ariel saved him. Also, Finterference. I love the reveal that this whole plot was basically parallel to Storybrooke. I have thought it was in the past the whole time. Krana in the trunk was a glorious scene. I almost cried when Anna started reciting her vows, then laughed when Kristoff was like, wow, what are you doing? So many emotions. Elsa and Krana's reunion was beautiful. A cold miracle. The music in this scene and episode was so amazing. I could go on about this one forever, but I'll save you time. Five out of five golden blackbeards. It was a very touchy, touchy moment. I don't know why, but Titanic keeps coming in. <laughs> it's the ice. <laughs> it's the ice. And then you have them drowning here. It's oh. up to their, you know, their chins. And again, like you mentioned, you get very teary eyed. When you when she starts saying her goodbyes, really, right? She's trying to marry him because they're gonna die. Yeah, and he's like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" Instead of we're saying goodbye, we're just gonna get married really quick. And you know what? When they were down un- under the sea, <laughs> that that I kind of thought of you know the Little Mermaid and mm-hmm. Ursula, as we know. Spoiler alert: Ursula is supposed to come in the coming season, right? Right. There, it's said that uh, next episode actually. Really? She's supposed to appear, supposed to come up, the uh, Ursula. And they've already casted who it is. I've seen who she is. And uh, I'm I'm actually excited because, you know, if you're my age, or pretty much if you're my age, you've been, you've been raised to watch Ariel since you're a kid. Uh, I'm not so, so sure about kids these days, but Ursula, Ariel to come into the picture... Yeah, we did see a little bit of Ariel a couple seasons ago, mm-hmm. and now they're going to bring her back. So I like how they're tying in the whole uh, Little Mermaid storyline. Yeah, and like Chris said, I I like that this was a parallel storyline with Storybrooke, Anna and Kristoff's story, and what's going on in Storybrooke. I didn't get that at the at I didn't get that till later later on like that it was running parallel and they were trapped and they could get washed ashore. I was like, oh, all this time, I thought it was a long time ago. We finally get that answer. Our question has always been, you know, what timeline is this? And where where is Anna? How is long, long time ago going to match up with the present day? Uh, there was a huge, huge confusion of what was going on there. And we finally learned that, hey, they were frozen for 30 years. So long time ago now has a timestamp of 30 years. <laughs> uh, 
30 is Dep- not that Depending old. on whose story you're, you're discussing. If you're discussing uh, the Anna and Elsa story, it's 30 years. If you're discussing um, the uh, Ingrid and her sisters, that's beyond 30 years. Um, maybe however you can estimate how old their parents are. But we finally have our answer. 30 years, right. and then their stories start to be parallel. Right. They get unfrozen, and it's there at that very last scene before they're dunked into the case and then thrown off into the ocean. Uh, I think there's a, there's an exchange with, uh, what's his name, the evil guy? Hans. Hans, which is a jerk. <laughs> Can't believe him. Um, he says, <laughs> he's like, are you mad or something like that? We've been frozen for 30 years. You're pretty much saying, like, wake up. Yeah. <laughs> well, duh, they just woke up right. from a frozen, their brain is frozen. Maybe it's defrosting. Yeah. But 30 years. And that that's what, what blew my mind is they're unfrozen. They finally get a hold and, and see Anna, no, Elsa and Emma. And I was just like, whoa, what what a time shift there. <laughs> right. Do you like how when, when they're going through Storybrook and... Anna tells Elsa, this world is so weird. <laughs> She's like, right? <laughs> but yeah, we get that. We also do find out, too, what the what their parents were really doing. What they dropped, they, dro- they, dro- they, well, they hint that they're, they were looking for the wishing star, which was Anna's necklace, and they encountered Blackbeard. Yeah. And Blackbeard, you know, knew her parents. Remember I said a long time ago, it was taken over by pirates? You did. I think that's one of <laughs> our first half, right? episodes. Yeah. Yeah, if you go back to our, you're actually recorded <laughs> yeah. that you said that. Um, no, I said it was Hook, but pirates. Pirates. Same. No, you said pirates. I said pirates. Okay. I yeah. don't know what I said, but okay. Well, here's your confirmation yeah. because it is revealed that their parents did go through, uh, what's his name, Blackbeard. Mm-hmm. And kind, kind of saying, you know, you guys are foolish, just like your parents. And now it's your turn to die. So that that was kind of sad. Right. But now I wonder, oh, that's right. Their parents are down. They did the same. They had the same fate pretty much. Yeah. Right. They were thrown overboard just like the, like, just like Anna and Kristoff. Well, in the movie Frozen, it's shown that they, uh, the storm took them, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Do we really know if they got thrown off or if the storm took them? Actually, I'm getting them slightly confused, but uh, so in the movie, it just says, hey, there were um, a storm took over the right. ship. And then in this season, the beginning, there's a scene where the mother writes a note in a bottle and says, they must know the truth. They must know the truth. And she just puts it in there, throws it off. And then we just see the storm take them. The, the thing right. takes over. Right, right, right. But that doesn't mean there was magical powers behind that storm. It doesn't mean they're dead. Maybe mm-hmm. Ursula has them. Oh. Huh. Dun, dun, dun. So this kind of brings us to the game changer moment. I think you and I agree there was a couple game changer moments. One of which, what we were just talking about, that message in a bottle appears. Mm-hmm. What do you think the truth is? They need to know. They need to know. And I think the father was kind of hesitant whether she should put that out there. Do you recall that scene? We can probably pull it up. Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's kind of hesitant 
from what I remember. And he says, do you think this is the right thing to do? And she kept saying, they need to know. They need That's to know. Right. And then she throws it. No, they need to know that they're not dead. They're getting sucked in by Ursula and they're still alive. <laughs> now that's my theory. Are taken away. Yeah, now that's my theory. <laughs> and they can't sing. But yeah. yeah, that's so that's one game changer. And the other one was is Hook taking the power of the hat. The power of the hat. Do you think there's a way for him to undo his doing with the hat? Is, is I, there like a a Re, uh, like an eject button on there <laughs> somewhere like no here. that's probably well that hat's supposed to be super powerful with a bunch of magic so to break that would be equally powerful, powerful. Yeah. so i wonder what the three well the three quote-unquote sisters elsa emma and ingrid could that power be enough to take over that hat hey, here's another game changer we now have anna in the mix that's right. How is the Snow Queen going to take that? Mm. She hates Anna. So if she sees Anna, I think that's the next target of, yeah, she's going to want right. to kill her or I, something. I did not even think about that. I was too focused on the reunion and the spell and everybody prepping for it. I didn't even think about what would happen. I think that's a game Ingrid changer in itself. She's good in, one. She's I in like the that. mix now. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's a good one. Because she, she's the only one that really knows the truth. Well, everybody kind of knows that she's evil now, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's a good... I like that. So, again, a lot of different moving pieces and storylines going on. And unfortunately, next week is the winter finale. Yeah. And winter finale means we just see episode 10 on the 7th of December. And we don't get another... Once upon a time story until March. That's a long time. That according to the schedule that I'm seeing, March is when we finally get Once Upon a Time back. That's a That's, very long time. What that are we is. gonna do? So, you know, still keep the Facebook group alive mm-hmm. and we'll post a lot of stuff there here and there. And well, why don't you bring up Google Hangout? Here's something that I was thinking about, and this is only This is really me thinking out loud, and it can happen if we hear from our listeners. If we get enough people who are interested and they want to hang out in placement of instead of, you know, obviously Sundays, they will not be airing a new episode of Once Upon a Time. So why don't we hang out? We just hop on Google Plus or Google Hangouts, and we can discuss anything related to Once Upon a Time Theories, stories, backstories, what's to come, uh, what's something that you've recently uh, seen, did you buy a book, Um, what do you hope to happen, are you hoping to get Christmas presents that involve (laughs) Once Upon a Time, I don't know, but I think that it's just worth putting out there, if you're willing to hang out with us and want that kind of connection going while the show is being gonna it's gonna be gone for three months Mm -hmm. about three months more than that let's hang out let's take it beyond storybrook let's (laughs) take it beyond yeah let's take it beyond beyond and and hang out there and we can then turn those into podcast episodes for other fans to listen who can't make the hangout at that time again sundays I, i know it's for most people to relax why don't we relax together and talk about once upon a time so reach out to us on beyondstorybrook.com if you guys are interested or even the Facebook group. 
Yeah, any way that you feel more comfortable on in communicating with us, just go to beyondstorybook.com. You have all the links there to our email, our Facebook page, our Twitter, um, even voicemail. We love voicemail because then you become a part of the show. Yeah, we'll put you on the actual show. You can hear your own voice. Yeah. <laughs> so again, tune into the show and let's make our, our winter a little more special and, and hanging out and talking about Once Upon a Time. Until next time, we'll see you for the winter finale. See ya. See ya.